Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 82 of the greatest podcast in the world, the Green Suiters Podcast, with your host, me, and no one else. Yeah, with the two putzes sitting here. Yeah. Okay, then we'll, let's just not say anything, Sedge. We'll just sit okay. here. <laughs> the, other, the other two stooges. What? <laughs> well, no. Eight. Episode 80, 82, guys. 82. And in honor of episode 82, even though what I'm about to say has absolutely nothing to do with the number 82, we'd like to thank our sponsor for this month uh, for the giveaway, and that is U.S. Tool and Fastener out of Worcester. Did I say that right? Worcester. Yeah, whatever. Pretty good at that. Yep. Out in Worcester, Mass. You got to say U.S. Tool and Fastener. Fastener. From Worcester. They are giving two... Two hundred dollar gift cards. That's four hundred bucks. And fastener.com. That's that's well, four hundred dollars. Well, technically it's not. No, two two hundred dollar tickets or two. Yeah, but only you can only win one. So Yeah, but still, uh, man, that's that gives yeah, away. Not, I mean, that's a, yeah, I mean that's a good that's that's much a good deal. Money, how much money is that in metric? Two hundred. <laughs> Times two, four hundred. <laughs> hey, Ronnie, you must have did a really good job at their booth. Why? Yeah, <laughs> for them to sponsor us, because I know I did oh. squat. <laughs> and then the bent tool at the front man, he was just jibber jabbering, saying, "I'm the greatest." Uh, he was demonstrating. He was. He was demonstrating that big router. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, everybody. To enter, all you have to do is go to greensuiterspodcast.com. Enter for your chance to win the giveaway. Huge thank you to U.S. Tool and Fastener. And guys, this is now the second week in a row that I have no names to read for Patreon. So either one of two things is happening. Uh-oh. Suck. Everybody, Suck. yeah, everybody now is like starting to get annoyed by Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> or Sage still sucks. Or our Patreon is broken because this... Ever since we got Ronnie on the podcast, it's been going pretty well. Now it's been two weeks. So if you guys are listening out there, become a patron. Yes. We don't, we're not out here, you know, we're, we're giving you guys free tools. Well, we're not giving them to you. We're finding the companies to give them to you. We do beers of the boys. Oh, my favorite. We have, and I will, I, I will just add as a listener and never participator person, I am surprised at the cost that we incur on doing the podcast. Mm -hmm. Like if, oh, yeah. if it's not equipment cost the time cost the your you do the editing part it becomes and especially every week it's it's a lot it's a lot more than i realized mm -hmm. so it's i i do i will say that as a previous listener i'm actually impressed how much work that you all put into it oh yeah you hear what he said everybody that we put into it well you did yeah i'm only been in ronnie only been just, like ronnie's just the face I only like two episodes in. I mean, <laughs> he's just a he's just a pretty smile. It's much. It is much easier to be a listener. I will say that it is much easier. It is it's fun though, and we're going to be doing a lot of planning this year. So we get a lot of cool things coming up for Patreon. Yes. So man, I'm going to tell you, it it really is smart to sign up because we get some cool stuff happening. Meetups, more beers with the boys, Ronnie doing pole dancing on the on the. <laughs> so we're pretty stoked about it. Off my calendar, my holiday calendar. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's it. I will. Hey, yeah, it's to me good. While we're talking about beers of the boys, why don't we just decide right now, Ooh. live, 
Okay. For the listeners, when we're going to do Beers the Boys, obviously this week is out because Sedge, you and I will be getting back from Los Angeles. Uh, Los Angeles. Uh, the 21st. Angels. This 21st is is out for me. Um, And I think out for you, Sedge, because you'll be on vacation. I'll be at the wedding. Yep. The 28th oh, that's is what I'm looking. thinking. What about you, Ronnie? That looks good for me. Yeah. Wouldn't that be like about a month, too, since the last one? Yep. That'd be like a month away. Yeah, because we did it on the we did it on the 31st. Yeah. I am putting that in my outlook, so I shall not forget. Okay, cool. So if you guys are listening, the 28th, we will be doing our Beers of the Boys, 28th of April, Friday. So, yeah. Good. Hey, we got some work done tonight on the podcast. Wow, man. Hate it when it's intense. Hard to believe that was intense. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I don't know if there's. Oh, did you guys see the video um, that Jason Hibbs did, Bourbon Moth, on the spontaneous combustion? I keep seeing it coming up Mm -hmm. and I have not watched it yet. Same. So watch it. It's very interesting when you get some time. It's a little long. It's like, like all of his videos are, but. Um, 30 minutes, something like that. But anyways, he essentially the Cliff Notes version of it is he tests 18 different scenarios mm-hmm. and three of them, if I remember correctly, maybe even four actually spontaneously combusted in his shop. So he he did this. And then like two days after he released this video, um, Lumber Lab Inc., I think is the account on Instagram down in Florida, lost, uh, had a fire in his shop. Um, Lucas from Lighthouse Boston, mm-hmm. which is what stemmed this video, had a fire, ha- had rags spontaneously combust in a bag in the middle of the night. And luckily somebody was going in and you, you'll hear all about that wow. video. That's why he did it. Wow. The reason I'm bringing it up is because for one, if anybody hasn't seen that video, I would, I would urge everybody to watch it. Um, because it's, it's very eye opening. Because these rags, if you're using Rubio, if you're using, um, what what what's the the general basis of of Rubio? It's a what Lens kind of oil, oil is it? Boil linseed oil. Yeah, linseed oil. Yeah, linseed oil. So he he tests Rubio, he tests linseed oil, and he tests uh, like raw linseed oil and boil linseed oil, and has different things happen with all of them. But it's just it's eye opening. I I say all of that to to mention this. I was listening to Shop Sounds podcast today while I was in the shop, and apparently. There's all kinds of drama around that video. There's some guy that has this really big following, doesn't know Jason. Um, and it's if you haven't listened to the newest episode of Shop Sounds, it's pretty funny. But this guy like basically takes his video and does like a like a MythBuster style thing, like debunks everything in the video and says he's lying and this is all just a ploy to get money from affiliate marketing on these fire safe trash cans and uh what a douche yeah it's crazy but and the guy has a huge following i can't remember what the name of the account is but Uh. over a million subscribers no one knows what he looks like because he never puts his face in the videos but just out of the blue he decides to rip into jason's video but what what happened was is jason is getting all of his loyal followers that are coming over to the channel jason is getting all of the other guys loyal followers that are coming there and just like crapping on everybody that shared stories of their, because they're saying like, 
it doesn't happen. That's not real. Oh, fake. Oh, man. But that is was so wrong. That guy see? is going to be liable because it does happen. It happened to me. Yeah. And I told you the story about mm-hmm. that as well. That's horse shit. Sorry. Yeah, it's it's yeah. pretty crazy. He said yeah, it's gotten it. so bad that he he has uh, made every comment have to get approved now for that video because so much negativity came from that. It's like, how? I, I just, I don't understand. Like, the guy's probably not a woodworker. He's probably not anything. He just, he's probably trying to ride off the coattails of a, a video that did really well. He's a dingleberry is what he is. Yeah. So anyway, I just thought that was interesting. And I didn't know if you guys had watched the video, but it's a legit thing. I mean, I I remember when I went to the Rubio Festival event, and that matter of fact, was the first time I met you, Sedge. Um, one of the first things they said when we were oh. done with the rags was like, no, 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 you know, don't put those in the in a container. Like you got to spread them out. This is the issue. Yeah. Hey, Ronnie, has it happened to you? Yes. Yes, it's happened twice. Um, one time I saw it smoking, the other time I was outside and I was putting Epe oil on a deck mm-hmm. outside. I'm not sure what Epe oil is made out of, mm-hmm. but I looked over and a garbage bag was just went up in flames. It happens faster when it's in the sun. Yep. It happens faster. It's so crazy. It it's crazy. It freaks you out because sometimes you just think, oh yeah, yeah, I've heard about that. And I've always taken the precaution of it because my mentor told me to, but when it happens to you, mm-hmm. you you kind of go, oh, shnikey. It yeah, does happen. It's, it's real. It's real, man. I, I think Rubio is probably one of the more dangerous ones because it smells like sweet suntan lotion. You would never think that yeah. it would be that like that. It's not like an Ipe wool that smells like a gas, like a really strong smell. Yep. It's very sweet. You wouldn't think of it, but it is definitely a danger. Yeah, for sure. I got to admit, when he made that video, I was a little upset that I didn't think of it. <laughs> I mean, that what a brilliant idea for yeah. Rubio. And that, that truly, I mean, because look how popular Rubio has become. Um, I'm not ever going to stop using it. I love this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Same. I, I just know the precautions, you know, to take. Um, you you and, know, though. Go ahead. But I mean, with as popular as it's becoming. Yeah. I, like I everybody should know this. What I have seen in my experience is whenever you touch on a topic that involves safety, you're going to get the haters. Like mm. when I do one about kickback on a table saw, you're going to get some major opinions. Kickback mm. on a miter saw, kickback on a bandsaw. Anytime I've ever posted anything along those lines, it brings out some passionate people every time. Mm. Every time. So that was uh, that was definitely going to get some high engagement no matter what, for sure. Yeah. I want to. I want to say it's gotten a million views now already. It's only been out for a couple of weeks. So, with, but the thing is, is I think he's changed the thumbnail a couple of times. This last thumbnail came through my feed today. I, I just can't help but laugh. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the shop's on fire, and he's in front of his seat. <laughs> it's like ultimate, just awesome. So yeah, you know what I got to watch. It's eight hundred and thirty thousand views. Yeah, that's what it was like around eight hundred this morning. Can you guys hear that? Hear what? Did you guys hear that? Uh, hold on. What is? Can you guys hear me? Yeah. You, did Did you, you just, hear it? You just I switched just over. Out. Yeah, your microphone just switched to your, I think, your computer mic because you started echoing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, when I was looking at the thing, that a video that was loaded from earlier popped up, and I'm like, why do I not hear anything they're saying anymore? Oh, yeah. The, uh, the, the speakers are capable of 
playing both is it's crazy. Yeah. Stupid um, technology. You know, I had the similar thing happen to me last week, what you're talking about. Um, I started getting tagged on posts on TikTok and Instagram, and a guy who is huge took my video and remixed it and was like, oh, cool, I didn't know that type video. It was about my magnets being stud finders. And when I was tagged on it and I saw it, it already had two, let's see, four, four or five million views on Instagram and two million on TikTok. And he did not even tag me. I'm okay with people doing it, but at least give me credit. Yeah. But I'm getting, sure. I'm constantly getting up like credit. People are, because they're saying that's who that is, um, which is, is nice. But I, I commented on his video. This was last Friday. And I said, at least give someone credit when you use their, because this guy has 600,000 Instagram followers. You think he would know. Yeah. You know, he has 2 million on TikTok. He posted it on both places. I showed it to Cameron and Cameron knew who he was. It's, um, his, his name's like a 40 year old guy is his name, his username. And he just, he reposts other people's stuff and he just, you can see him with the video behind it. And he's like, no way. I didn't know that. No way. Let me try that. And he's like, oh, it works. Cool. So he just kind of like takes everybody else's content and that's the basis of his channel. And it obviously works, but wow, I was just a little annoyed that he didn't just give me credit there, dude. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Huh. Then turns out, turns Ronnie. Turns out he's in Kentucky. Nope. I looked yeah. at his profile. Yeah, he's in <laughs> he's in a Smith's Groves, Kentucky. But okay. just a little fun tidbit for everyone. Yeah, somebody just re listening. You better watch your back. Yeah, yeah some yeah. someone just split up a reel that I'm getting a lot of on Instagram. A lot of uh, I think I'm at like a hundred ninety thousand views on it, and uh, it just it just went ballistic and a lot of comments because it's Big D. And I'm showing him how to use a combination square. And he's doing it with his non-dominant hand. And he's wobbling all over the place. And it's a big oh, I mistake. Saw that. It's a huge mistake. And which is, we love it because all these people are commenting. And one guy reposted it today. And I was like, but he cut it up. And he used a tag of me. And I'm like, okay, I don't care. It doesn't bother me yeah. none. Hey. But it's, us. I, it's, it's okay. But I mean, you know, you think people would reach out and say, hey, I'm going to do this. Yeah, at least just, even if they don't reach out, just at least tag you as the author. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing that I, I mean, I get reposted all the time, but that one was kind of a little bit, yeah, it already had millions of views before I was aware it was even out there. It makes you feel kind of like somebody's been in your house, you know? <laughs> Someone <laughs> broke into my van. It's like broke into my van. <laughs> hey, while we're on the topic of Instagram, I'd love to get your guys' opinions on the. I know what you're going to ask. Yeah, the blue I, deck. I want to know too. I want to know too. I, I just assume that's what you were going to ask. Yeah. Said, are you aware of what's going on right now? You can buy a blue check, can't you? Yeah. You yeah. can pay it. I want to say it's like $12.99 and 15 um, $14.99. What? Uh, what? Uh, what? A month? Yep. Yes. Forever. And you become <laughs> verified, right? Yeah. I'm up in the air about it. And, you know, e even now, like, and anybody that's doing this, like I'm, this is not a, a, a jab. Like for some people, I honestly believe that it makes sense. Um, and the reason why I'm up in the air about it is because I hear rumors that if you don't do it, then obviously you're, you're going to be, you're going to suffer because it's the Instagram and the algorithm is going to cater to and favor those that's wrong. that are paying 
That's wrong. Oh, which, by the way, now Instagram offers no monetary compensation to offset it. Like reels, bonuses are gone, everything. So like they, yeah. they basically now are in a position where they're like, people will pay for this to be verified, right? Which now makes that absolutely pointless. And you could be have to pay fourteen ninety nine for Facebook and Instagram. It's separate. I've been offered on both sides. Yes, so you pay thirty dollars a month to have a blue check mark. That, it, from what I understand, everybody will have it that pays. So it lost its point. Well, I can't remember who I was talking to the other day. It might have been Patrick actually, um, and he did bring up a valid point. He said the benefit to the blue check would be that, you know, now you'd know, people would know that it is it is actually the person that it is. Because somebody that's imitating another brand is, is not going to pay. I mean, maybe they will. You know, if they're making money from it, maybe they would pay. But That's what Instagram is trying to sell it. That's their point. They said you can be, it's harder to impersonate. And the other one is they, they're going to actually provide customer service to you. That's the other thing which they don't normally, but they're going to if you pay. That's what they're saying. Well, which is also, I heard that that's like BS too. It's not, it's not like any special customer service that you're, that you're supposed to get. Um, I don't know. I'm up in the air about it. I'm too. <laughs> There's a part of me that feels like it does make sense to do it. I wouldn't do it on Facebook. But there's part of me that thinks it does make sense because I have taken the time to grow a big account. And I don't want somebody else ripping my stuff off. And I, I do want people to know that it's my account. But at the same time, I don't care about growing anymore. But the problem that I have with Instagram is that if you don't do it, that even your audience itself is probably not going to get shown your content. <clears throat> that's, that's a dragger. That's, that's preference, man. This person so is not paying. You know, we're talking about it right now. The only thing that I could think of other than us talking about it in our community is I looked to, I looked at my follow list because it's mostly people who are in our space. And I was looking through to see who's jumped on the bandwagon. And there were six out of, I think I followed 379 people. There were six people that are, I can tell are recent joiners. So a lot of people have not jumped on the bandwagon. I was kind of getting a gauge of it. It's there's There's not been a lot of people. Not yet, but I think what they're doing is they're waiting to see if their stuff starts getting throttled. And I bet you after like a month or so, I bet you're going to see a lot more people doing it. <clears throat> but I've been paying attention I'm, to people who did get it and I, have accounts. And their their posts right now aren't getting any any more traction. I met a couple, yeah. a couple of them. It's actually less. Yeah. Um, yeah I'm, I'm sitting, I'm right now, I'm kind of like in that wait, sit back and wait thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Cameron got the offer as well, and he's not technically old enough to even get it. They said you have to be 18, but they'll sure give him that option to get them $15 a month. It <laughs> they, it's offered to you. It's not just like a setting that you go in and do. Uh, the, I got the, like two weeks ago, they sent me something and I just have it open and they just keep sending me a reminder. Hey, you know, don't forget you have this opportunity to give us $15 a month. Don't forget. And that's what I've been sitting on. And it's funny, I've talked to my wife about it, just, and it's, you're talking, you talk to your wife about it, but it's not like they're, you know, it's not like she's a social media expert. I even talked to Madison about it, talked to my daughter about it. And she's like, well, dad, everybody's talking about it at school that now you can just pay to be blue checks. There's kids in my school now that are getting it, even to have 500 followers. And so it's like, they're really, they're really diluting what the meaning of that was. But at the same time, oh, like Jason, like you said, one of the biggest things is not being, someone not being able to create a fake account that's Jason Bent 
woodwork underscore, you know, something like that. And that is a hassle when that happens. And I know we know people that's happened to before and they've just about lost their account. And Guy's Woodwork, Guy's Woodshop is one of the worst I've heard of. He lost his account forever. So that part does scare me. We've put a lot of work into our accounts. Is that, mm -hmm. uh, do I want to pay $15 for technically eternity? You know, it's like just kind of a, and they, they cut the reels bonus right when they did this. That just seems like not very smart, you know? <laughs> so they're like, we're no longer going to give you any money at all. Now, how about you give us money? <laughs> Well, they'll probably be able to recoup a lot of that that they've had. Oh, well, that's their that's their plan. Um, did Elon so on the did Elon buy Meta? Not yet. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> Sounds like not, it. Not yet, but that's yeah, I, uh. It, here's one thing that concerns me, and, and one of the biggest reasons why I'm considering is because I still do occasionally um, have um, requirements via a sponsor to do. Instagram stuff and they want to see the statistics for it. Well, what I'm concerned about is that if I don't do it and the videos bomb, you know, am I hurting myself because I right. didn't take the opportunity? And then the company's like, eh, at some point, I think companies are going to realize that like Instagram is just not where they need to be marketing. Um, well, you know, and they're, then they're going to understand that like Facebook is the place that you want to market. Or, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm like, really? YouTube. YouTube. Sorry, YouTube. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, Cameron had a really good point too. He said just dealing with um, sponsors and brands that they probably would appreciate a blue check mark. He brought that up, point up. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I mean, that I agree with that. You know, even though to what we thought of as a blue check mark does not have the same meaning, that maybe for that reasons it will be worth doing. But I just really, it's like, I'm just like, man, I don't want to have to do this. I don't want to add another thing to my monthly, you know, just to not really. I mean, I read the what they give you and it's, it's lame. It's like, they're saying that they're going to give you protection from imposters, which I've never had that happen to me in what it's like seven years, eight years of being on Instagram. Mm -hmm. It's a possibility, but I have two factor authentication enabled and that really cuts down on that happening. Um, and then they get, say they're giving you customer support and that's it. That's all they said they're doing that there's nothing else they're just basically saying what was free is no longer free 180 and, bucks a year yeah and it kind of reminds each, me of each platform it reminds me of a newspaper charging for mm -hmm. you know subscription service and it, it sometimes that means the death of a, a newspaper and it, i hope it doesn't mean the death of a of a platform that they have to start charging the people that are creating the content that makes people want to be there you're charging the content people which is not very smart yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I'm still up in the air. I was just curious on what you guys were. I know Mike, right. uh, I was listening to their podcast, another Woodshop podcast, and Mike was like adamantly against it, was really upset. He made a lot of really valid points. And then I noticed the other day that he had it. I'm like, you know, what's going on? What What's with the change of heart? But he had, he had said that he was kind of up in the air. Like uh, his initial reaction was, you know, this is ridiculous. And I agree. But I think he's probably, and others are probably thinking about it from the perspective of like, God, if I don't do this, am I going to, and and that's, that's the problem is that I, I think that's my struggle in the back of their mind. They're like, yeah, we've got people now. This It's FOMO, too. you know, yes, it's, it is, it really is. Yeah. And that's why I've been watching my 379 people I follow. I've been watching to see how many people are jumping on the bandwagon. It's like, I didn't want to be the first, but. I have, I, I'm definitely, it's, it's been a thought in my head every day for like the last two weeks. I think about while I'm driving. I'm like, Hmm, I feel I, like I think, once you jump on it, you can't back, you can't go back. 
Like once you do it, you're doing it. You know, it's like, it's going to be a fixed cost forever. That's. I have, I have a feeling either the price will come down if they don't get the reaction that they were hoping for. Um, if you're a smaller account, I think it, and you're trying to grow, I think it does make a lot of sense. I think the bigger you are and you're not interested in growing anymore because you realize that it doesn't, being bigger on Instagram is not, you know, it's not like that big of a deal, right? It's not, and I'm not saying that to, to be, you know, a jerk, but it's just the bigger you get, the more you realize that like that doesn't really matter, right? So I think that's why I have reservations, right? It's like, oh, I want to get to this number. And then you get to that number. It's like, well, nothing changed. So why do I care about a blue check mark? I don't care about growing, but I do care about destroying relationships with brands. And I do worry that Instagram is going to punish me because I'm not doing it. So what do I, I mean, what do I do? I, I probably came across as totally negative towards it, but the reason why, you know, like I said before, that people only complain about the price of things they want. It's like, I guess I want it a little bit, but I'm just going back and forth about, I never thought I had to pay for it. You know, it's just like the Vaxis. Everybody, yeah. nobody wanted to buy it while it was available. And then as soon as it went away, everybody wanted it. Well, what they need to do is discontinue the blue mark. Then everybody be like, yeah. oh, if they, if they bring it back, I'm yep. buying it. <laughs> I'm bringing it back. <laughs> I'm That'd be a genius it. move. That'd be a genius move be. on Instagram's part. It would We're be. retiring the blue check mark. Nobody gets it now. Now they're gonna be like, what? I'll pay $50 a month for it. I'm like, okay. Yeah, we, we just discontinued the sustainer, so. Yeah. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, no. Man, I, I missed out on the window. <laughs> yeah, man, like there wasn't a window. There was never a window. Window never opened. <laughs> Ever since we did that demo at JLC, everybody's calling in. When's it coming? When's it coming? That's that's a good sign. Oh, yeah, yeah. So That's a good sign. Yeah, for sure. Well, I know we've been rambling on about other random things, but that's okay. Um Let's talk about what we've been up to. Don't everybody go at the same time. Do you want me to go first? I'd love to. Sure. Go. Sedge always goes first. I had the best weekend ever. Because. He hung out with me two days. I did spend time with Sedge on Saturday and Sunday. My friends Patrick and Michelle came in to visit. We had a great weekend. And then Patrick and I were sitting at the cigar shop and I get this phone call from my wife. This is on Saturday, Saturday afternoon. I get this phone call from my wife and she's clearly distraught. Like I usually don't hear my wife this way. She sounded really upset and frustrated. And she's like, what are you doing right now? And I'm like, well, we're sold at the cigar shop. She's like, I, I need you to come. Um, I was with Leo and he had a complete meltdown. We were at Target and we just had to get out of there. And so I just, I needed a drink. And so now we're at Brew Burger. I need you to come. And I'm like, Patrick saw us half of his cigar. And I'm like, honey, why? This doesn't make any sense, right? This is what I'm thinking in my head. I'm like, first of all, why did you go to Target? You said you were going to Meyer. Why is he having a freak out? He's already said that he could buy a, a toy because um, Oma sent money to him for for Easter that so he could pick a toy out. And then now you go to Brew Burger, like, because you need a drink with the kids. Like I did, none of this made sense. So I'm like a little shooken at first because I'm like, 
something has to be wrong because Nicole never does this. Like she never calls me to, to the point where she just can't do it anymore and she needs me to come. Not to mention she was with Michelle, right? Mm. So I get in the truck and I'm trying to call her because I was just making sure that she was at the one in Plainfield and not Brownsburg. She wouldn't answer the phone. Called her like two or three times. And the whole time I'm pissed. I'm like, I'm fuming in the car. And Patrick is just sitting there, just listening to me. And I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, why of all places would she go here? And then I'm I'm thinking, I already know we're not going to eat the brisket that I cooked last night and stayed up late to to do because I I made a brisket the night before thinking everyone's coming over. That morning, uh, I I was told that Brian and Marianne couldn't come. Um, So they're not coming. And then... Ed writes me a message in the morning and he says, hey, I'm not going to be able to make it. I've got to take uh, his wife to the emergency room because she wasn't feeling well. And I'm like, all right, well, I looked at Patrick. It's like, we can do whatever we want now today because no one's coming over, right? More brisket for us. So we get there. We walk in. What and a I weenie. See, You're such I, a weenie. I see my wife standing with uh, uh, Max. And then I see a, a guy that I work with down at camp, or I work with down at Camp Atterbury, Brett. Then I see his wife. Then I see Rick. And then I see Melinda. Then I see Marianne. And then I see uh, Brian pop out from this corner. And he looks at me and he says, happy retirement. And it wasn't until then that I realized what was happening. No clue. None. And then I look and I see Ed there, my buddy Joe. And I'm just like, Wait, what? My wife has been planning this since January. Yeah, January 22nd. We've all been on the thread. <laughs> and yeah, and I, I I, swear, like every other time my wife has ever tried to plan something like that, I've always found out about it. Always. She is not good at keeping secrets and that kind of stuff. Typically because my son will hear it and he'll tell me. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. She was. She kept it from him. Oh, yeah. But it was, it was awesome. And then, um, thank you, Sedge, by the way, you and Marianne for the nice gift card. Um, yeah, I, I, I didn't want to get you it, but Marianne made me. Yeah. <laughs> I got a nice one for Rick, too. I just, I just so thought, steakhouse. I just thought, you know, me showing up would have been enough, but obviously Marianne didn't think so. Yeah, I mean, she was right. Um, <laughs> no, but when we got home, she's she said, sit down on the couch. Everybody, well, everybody, I say everybody. It was um, Ed, me, Patrick, Michelle, and my wife and the kids. My wife had reached out to um, various people that I had served with over the years to do a little video um, or send an email or send a note or all that stuff, and she played all those videos on the TV while I was sitting there. And then they gave me some gifts. I got like a, a really nice uh, cigar lighter, a nice uh, cigar ashtray, um, a cigar cutter. Patrick got me like a really nice, super nice cigar cutter. But it was just really, really nice. Um, and then my mother actually kept a scrapbook of me from when I went to basic training. And she sent it to my to my wife, and she gave it to me then. And I opened it up, and it was every letter I wrote, 
every letter she wrote, every letter that I got while I was there, pictures that I had received from people, um, pictures from basic training, my initial contract. It was just really cool. You you had no idea that scrapbook existed, did you? I knew or my mom. You? I feel like I remember seeing it years and years and years ago. Um, it wasn't in the form that it is now. Um, I never really opened it up and looked at it, but it's just one of those things that like you completely forget about. I mean, that's 20 years old, you know what I mean? But getting to go through that and read some of the letters and seeing all that stuff is really, really cool. So that was a, a good Easter weekend, uh, for sure. I just, I still cannot believe that she was able to keep it quiet for that long. And she was like, I was so worried because you were talking about the brisket. And I was like, what? It's not a big deal. Like we just, you know, we have brisket now to have in the mornings. And she's like, yeah, but you, I said, I didn't want to make it. And you're like, well, don't worry about it. You're not making it. I'm making it. Then when you made that and then, you know, I was worried that you, it was, the whole thing was going to be screwed up. And I'm just like, oh my God, she was just a nervous wreck, I guess. But man, she really pulled it off. So that was and nice. I, and I got to hang out with Max the whole time. Super yeah. Max, I call him now. That kid is adorable. <laughs> well, we had we had planned on doing an out of state or in state, but away from home, like get together. Ronnie, I, I texted you about it a long time ago. I know that. Oh yeah, yeah, we talked about it. We were gonna do like an Airbnb, like on a lake, like Michigan or somewhere like that, and just get everybody to come up there. But then the more Nicole and I started thinking about it, and the timing was gonna be terrible because it's when everybody was booking all those things, and. I also had a feeling that it was going to be extremely hard to get everybody to commit to like three or four days somewhere. So we just decided against it. And I was like, you know what? Let's just, it's fine. Maybe we'll just do a barbecue at the house or something, whatever. But it was great. It was a good time. And other than that, I haven't been doing much of anything. I did get all my drawer boxes uh, made today. I almost, I, I was watching your story and I almost texted you, why don't you just get off of it and get pre-finished? I really like the exposed edge look of Baltic Birch. And so I actually prefer to keep, I, I like prefer to use those for drawer boxes. Um, I use pre-finish on all the cabinets themselves, but I just like the way that they look for drawer boxes. Um, so that's what I used. And then, for the doors, I'm using the three-quarter inch Baltic birch, which are all sitting behind me right there. I wanted to get those edge banded today, but the the drawer boxes took me pretty much the whole day, unfortunately. But I got them all done, all twelve. They're already in place. I have these are my doors. Three weeks. Three weeks. Good been sitting here. <laughs> you gonna, they're all in it. You gonna have those uh, finished before the missus got home? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, they're all laid out really nice. They look really good. Yeah, that was the plan. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's about all I got. Uh, tomorrow, maybe what? What'd you do yesterday? Oh, yeah. We went to Rick and Melinda's for Easter dinner. I did say I hung out with you both days. I just didn't say what it was. But yes, we had a very nice Easter dinner at Rick and Melinda's. The weather was unbelievable. Perfect. I love this time of year. God, I love mean, this time of year. It's one of my. It's my favorite. This in autumn. Yeah, 
even when the kids got home today, we went out back for like 20, 30 minutes and just enjoyed the warm weather. Oh man, this is the best time. And it was beautiful today. I almost called in well. <laughs> That's good. Ronnie, what have you been up to? Um, I think I'm still playing catch up from being out and on trips and gone a lot. I'm trying to knock out to-do lists. Um, I keep having things coming up that was not on the to-do list, like, you know, storm related and, um, Let's see, was that yesterday? We were getting ready to leave to go do our Easter festivities, go to go to church. And um, I was being super productive and went outside and um, hooked up the water hose in the back and I was spraying down some things and um, didn't know it, but the outside water spigot had busted over the winter and it was shooting water into the basement the whole 20 minutes I was out there spraying. Uh -huh. And luckily, Cameron went downstairs to bug his sister and she kicked him out. And when he walked out, he was wanting to stay close to his room. So he, the pool table is right by her room. So he likes to annoy her more because he's allowed to do that. So he likes to hit the balls because I think that's what he was doing. We didn't talk about it. I'm pretty sure that's what was going on. He stepped in water and he was like, why is there water on the floor? But if he hadn't have done that, we would have went on for the rest of the day we've been gone. So it, I feel very lucky about it. Um, we all, all four of us grabbed, we have all the beach towels by the pool. We have like maybe 30 towels. We pulled all 30 of them out. It's, it's hardwood in this section. And we just started putting them down and soaking them up. Me and towels are heavy when they are saturated with water. Oh yeah. I was picking two or three up at a time and it is crazy how heavy they are. We were just putting them out the back door. Um, it, Madison's room is the only room that has carpet in the basement and it went under the wall and kind of into her room a little bit too. So we had to, we had to work on that before we left, but. So my, my day to day after putting out all the fires was cutting out the backside of the drywall and replacing the 12 inch frost free, whatever you call it. Was it a hydrant? Is that what it's mm -hmm. supposed to be called? That, that makes two that I've replaced on the front of my house and two on the back, all frost free, all the same brand, the one that everybody has. So that was, hmm. that was a, wow. Took up a big part of the day to day. Did it destroy the hardwood floors? Because did it swell? Well, they're engineered wood floors. Ah, okay, okay, that helps a lot. Um, they yet we're lucky with that. That that if it was regular, it would have been bad. Because it was yeah. about an inch of water. They were sitting on about an inch of water when Cameron found it. Um, and it was get it was growing out, but it was uh, we we contained it pretty quickly. Well, that I had the exact same thing happen on the front side of my house about two or three years ago. Same thing, spraying. You want to be super productive. I hooked up the front to the pressure washer, side I was going to do our driveway, sidewalk. I was out there for an hour. And when I turned it on, if there's a split in that 12 inches that goes in, it's spraying inside of the house. And that was actually like, like that for more than a day and a half. And Kelly went into that room. It's the only other room that has carpet. And her feet just went right into water. And she was like, uh-oh. And we had to pull all the carpet and everything out. Um, that was a lot bigger ordeal. And I think we were so appreciative that all that this time, it was not that bad. It was a big time problem last time, but what ways I want to tell the story to everyone is I never leave our hoses hooked up. I do the things you're supposed to do, mm -hmm. but it still can happen, but just always it's, it's a good measure to when you turn it on for the first time, if you live in a cold climate, I'm sure Florida doesn't have to worry about this, but go inside and make sure it's not spraying on the backside of the wall. 
because where it splits is at the very back side inside of the house. That's where you'll get your split. Every time it's the same place. Um, the only thing you can do to pre prevent it is when you have those installed, have them at a slight down angle towards the outside. Sometimes when builders install them, they install them sloping backwards and they're not, they hold water even when they're not supposed to. So that that's a good way to avoid it. But sometimes it just happens, especially if those washers are allowing a little bit of water to come out. But that's a little PSA for everyone who's starting to use those outside for this time of the year. I've been using the one in my backyard quite a bit already, but now I haven't had any leaks, but I'm going to check the one on the side of the house because I haven't hooked that one back up yet. I'll tell you something else that's happened both times that I've ignored. Say you have a hose hooked up and water's not flowing and you go to turn it on. You go to turn it on, there's pressure on the hose, but you still hear water. That's your telltale sign. And yeah. both times that's happened to me. I've like hear a little, little whistling noise and I'm like, huh, okay, that's weird. Don't think anything of it. And you start doing check the inside because it it's it's a small little slit in the pipe but it's amazing how much water comes out of it amazing so that one's i did a lot more but that's fresh in my mind because that was yesterday and today i i repaired uh i repaired it and i did take footage of it i'm going to do a reel on it because i think that it's i think there's things there's people that would like to know how to do that um that's something that i have to do regularly rental houses i have to always fix plumbing things i'm gonna start showing some of that stuff yeah Today, I, I told Kelly, I was like, I'm getting the footage of this because I'm trying to make me feel better that I'm not just wasting my time because she doesn't pay me anything when I fix things at the house. Nothing. How rude. I can't believe that. I mean, man. I came upstairs. I had on my fence. I was like, well, I'm about done. I, I pretty much got it wrapped up. She's like, thanks. I really appreciate you doing that. But that's the point where you're supposed to get paid, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I would like to uh, pay you a compliment. I saw your... um. Easter family photo. It's a very nice picture. Thank you. Thank you. We didn't get one last year and we always, Kelly's always having to, we always have to split up like, and we usually all change or whatever. I told Kelly, it's like Madison's a senior. We have to get it this year. So she actually had to go to her parents' house and we, we met up in her parents' front yard is the only way we pulled that off. <laughs> but it's, it's easy to, to not do that. But yeah, trying it's to, great. Try to grab those. Thank you. Thank you. Except for the guy on the far right. He's kind of <laughs> I'm glad that we were able to all be together. It's now with having an 18 and Cameron's getting ready to drive. It's rare that all four of us are together. It's very rare. Yep. <clears throat> it starts being that way. She was gone to spring break all last week. She came home just for Sunday. And right. it's, she's always going. Yeah. She picked up her graduation cap and gown today. Prom tickets. How much do you think prom tickets are? What would you guess? You have to pay for prom tickets? Yeah, uh, you got to pay. How much would you guess tickets are to prom for two? $300. Yeah, that's not that bad, but 75 I think that's not good. I think that's, that's kind of high. ridiculous. We didn't even have to pay anything. $75. I just think that's kind of, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of kids that that's really hard for them to pull if they don't have a job or their parents. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Per person? Uh, no, it's 35 a person, but you, you know, yeah, pretty much 35, huh. 70. I think it's well, 70. There were, there were three couples at the old farmhouse schoolhouse on the prairie when I graduated. <laughs> <laughs> then the other thing is busted my own chops now. Yeah. Pictures are, pictures are so important now that you people pay for the location. 
So they paid 150 for the farm they're going to get what? the pictures before. Yeah. How much is the is her prom dress? Which one? She's going to two proms. What? Seven, 700, each one of them. She's Seven. going to two proms? Uh, explain mm-hmm. that to me. Uh, there's two high schools in our town, so she's going to both. With the same young man? No, the other one's just a friend and her oh. actual boyfriend, which they just passed, just made it a year, mm-hmm. um, which he goes to UK. He's a, he's a freshman at UK. She's go, he's going with her to her school and then she's going with her, one of her guy friends in her friend group at the other school, but oh. you can't wear the same dress because everybody's going to see oh. some yeah, different dresses. Well, so yeah, there's, well, yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, she has never shared with me cost of dresses. And I just took one time with Kelly, I was like, what is that? Like two, $300 for the dress. She just looked at me. She smiled. I was like, what? She's like, it's more than that. And <laughs> I talked around and prom dresses have went up since I was in high school. I mean, this sounds like, I thought that's what like wedding dresses cost. <laughs> yeah. But here's, God, I'm so no, glad I didn't have a girl. Yeah. Well, the only thing that I'll say that is kind of, well, it's not really that great, but you can most girls have good luck at selling them. You can usually get half your money back. You turn around and like people will even offer before when they see your post, they'll say, are you going to sell your dress? Oh my gosh, I love your dress. Are you going to sell it? And she usually will have a buyer right after. So her $700 dress can sell for like three fifty, dollars for example, right after. So she has sold before, which hmm. makes it a little bit better. But Now, does she keep that money or does that money go back to mom and dad? Uh, depends on if she paid for it or not. Yeah. And I had, don't this, this other, the second one we were, we were saying she has others. She wore, we were like, you just need to wear the one from last year. And she's like, absolutely not. So we made her pay the difference on the second one. Um, but the first one, yeah, it's crazy. But then you start looking, adding it up. I mean, it's like prom is, is a pricey thing. I mean, the ticket is just your entry thing. You've got to do all these other things. And it's just, I don't see how high school kids swing it. That's man. It's just the other year I was in high school. I know it's just one night. Wow. Yeah, just the other year. year. Yeah, just a couple years ago. Wow, I had forgotten. Yeah. (laughs) So, so May is going to be crazy for us. Graduation, two proms, um, all everything like is all happening, and then she graduates at the end of that, and it'll be a big part of our May for sure. Yeah. So getting ready for all ready for all that. What about you, Mr. Sedgley? Yeah, just getting ready to get on the road. I gotta go two solid weeks on the road here. So I've been prepping all of that at my day job. And then yesterday was phenomenal. Easter was great. I had a, one of the best weekends in a long time hanging out. I went to this uh this guy's retirement party was okay. But uh, <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you. Uh, yesterday, Rick has come a hundredfold. When I first met him, he didn't even know how to, gr- well, he would go, he would, I would show up and he would hand me the tongs and say, okay, you're grilling. Cause I don't know how to grill. And man, those, he had sirloin steaks. I mean, he, they, there was a hell of a spread there, but I mean, we had sirloin steaks from Costco and I'm not exaggerating. They're about that thick. And this thing was huge. Oh my God, it was cooked perfect. 
It was amazing. What and I was in a food coma for quite some time afterwards. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it was just great hanging out. And we've always done this. We've always had Thanksgiving at our house. And now the Bents come for that. But we always have you know a bunch of people for that. We've always and now we do Christmas at the Bents' house. That's our tradition, right? Yeah, I think. I thought it it switches every year, but. And then we've always done Easter at the Bushes' house. It's really yeah. nice. So it's really cool. So it's kind of like we got a good tradition going. I kind of dig it. The nice thing is, is when we left there, I looked at Marianne and go, ooh, we'll go home and do all the dishes, huh? She started laughing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool. So it was just an enjoyable weekend. Um, I actually kicked back and relaxed yesterday. We didn't do any filming. Um, it's just We just decided, the three of us, uh, Big D, Chris, and I, let's just chill. And we did. And I had some downtime and I guess I kind of needed it because I'm going to be busy uh, for a couple of months here. They keep adding more stuff for me at work. Uh, other than that, just getting some yard work done. Um, been in the shop, putzing around, getting some of that done. I got a great new uh, thing for my uh, MFT. I'm not going to tell you guys about it, but I got something that I saw on a website and I said, I'm going to try these. Holy crap. Rap. I can't wait to do a video on these. Well, you might you might tell us about it because I was thinking about throwing a curveball on the topic. About what? Be just because we've been talking for so long about all these other things and the topic that I suggested I think may run a little long. And so due to it due to time, I was gonna propose that we should talk about a recent tool that we've gotten that is cool that we haven't like really published a lot of content about or we're excited to use or why we bought it. Like maybe something like non, not normal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mine would be the grabo. No, well, hold, on, hold on, hold on. What? Do you want to do that, Sedge? Oh, I'm all over because I got a bunch of new stuff that I just got. Okay, but I'm not going to talk about what I just alluded to. Oh man, come on! <laughs> no way, man! I actually, I actually dug into a website to see what I could use, and I saw these, and I went, "I'm going to try those." Holy crap! Will it change the way I work on my MST? Okay, you can pick something else, but let's. <laughs> I've got it's a bunch. Just, of it's it, it, it's just so, it's just so simple. It's ridiculous. And I go, I'm like, why didn't I think of that myself? Okay, so think about Honey. something that you got recently that's changed the way you work in your shop, is what you're saying? Uh, it doesn't have to be to change the way that you work. I just, like, I know lately I've gotten a lot of new things in the shop that I'm excited to start using and trying out. And I thought this will be something that uh, doesn't, you know, take up a ton of time. But I think it'd be um, interesting to talk about because I think we're all kind of tool- uh, connoisseurs like we like to try out new cool fun things okay. and people like seeing that kind of stuff so I just thought maybe we could share a couple of things we got and why we're excited about getting here why why we decided we wanted it Ronnie you you started to talk about something you go first yeah mine would be the grabo that um the suction lifter tool for panels and on stones and Cameron and I walked around for a better part of a day figuring out what we could stick it to um even concrete slab we were sticking. 
It we usually, just want to be able you want to be able to pull it off and you can't. Yeah, you can put it on a driveway and you will not get it off. We put it on the driveway, we use the tractor. Well, actually when camera was there, I used the tractor and I I hooked the fork up to it and I lifted the back of my tractor up with it. It did not pull it off the ground. What? Um it's crazy. It's so it's so strong. Did you get a I'm video gonna, of that? I I will. I have I've just been playing with it. I forgot to get video. I will get a video of that. It's you know, I, I've, I've, I had my, my um, back table on my CNC. That's a really hard thing to show visually, like the back, the way it pulls down material. Same with that grabo. Other than lifting something with it, hard to show visually how strong it is. I've hung from things, put it on the ceiling. I've, it's, it's really cool. Mm. Um, practically wise, it just changes the weight of the panel. I saw it. I've always seen it, and then I actually saw it in person at Jason's shop when we were there that one night, and. To pick up a panel one third down, like a handle there, it makes it feel about half the weight. It's oh, yeah. so strange. And I've always lifted from the very bottom and you're, you're leaning your body over. And when you're leaning your body over like that, you're off balance and it makes it feel even heavier. But when you can lift it up at like shoulder height, it feels like it weighs half of what it did. Hey, did you get it with the digital or the... Uh, I did I not. I didn't, it was more with the digital and the other one works and I'm a big, like my stare at calipers. I love my analog ones and I feel like digital is just something else to break. So I thought, you know what? I'm just go old school. I'm, it's not like I use it a ton. I'm going to use it for like lifting panels, but I've already used it for things. I didn't realize that I was going to use it for like, um, was lifting a sheet of drywall and also it's really hard to get our refrigerator out of the, uh, yes, cabinets. Yep. It's a great way to pull that. A dishwasher would be amazing because I'm always grabbing on the side of dishwasher to pull it out. So it's a very important tool to have on the van because like I told Cameron, that's not something I would ever put on my pack list, but you need to have it with you. So those are things that make prized placement in my van, things that I would never take with me, but you need them. And that's one. I want it. That doesn't stay in the shop. That's with me at all times. Wow. That is so cool. Jason, do you have the digital or the dial? I have the dial. And I did want to share um, something that I've learned now with it. Um, and it was, it stemmed from somebody, a couple of comments that I got on the YouTube video that I did. And I, I had that as the first item. Somebody had said, well, how does it do? Because um, I was using it on pre-finished plywood. You, now on pre-finished plywood, you can take that, suction it down to where it's in the, the green, right? And you can stop the suction and it will not change. It will stay at that suction level until I release it. On non-finished plywood though, you have to leave it on. And somebody had asked the question like, well, the ply the wood is porous. Um, like how does it hold? You know, can you just can you turn it off or do you have to keep it running? And I'm like, it's a really good question. Let me go try that. And sure enough, I put it on a piece of plywood and let it get down. And it doesn't suction as tight as it does um on the pre-finished part of it. And as soon as you turn it off, you'll see that gauge start to go back down. Um, and then I was doing something, I was like pulling it as hard as I could just to see at what level, as it was going down to see at what level it would snap off just in case, you know, I, I needed to know that. And I actually pulled out the seal. I've done that once. I pulled it so hard, I pulled the seal out. Now the seal just goes right back into it. Yeah, it just snaps oh. back in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it was like, it was right at that, that level of where 
it was enough to still keep a suction, but if you were if you broke it, it could, it, would, it would pop the seal out. So so it sounds um, like a walrus. <laughs> I don't I don't get it. They both like a tight seal. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> I was surprised. I think the most the most shocking thing that I have seen is just a regular concrete driveway that's textured, that's not smooth, that it can actually lock onto that. That was so surprising to me that it's able to get a seal on that. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, it's it's really and it's a cool this, tool. This Green Suiters podcast number eighty two brought to you by Grabo. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wish. I I, I, I want I, I want to get one now. I, I have seen their offer a long time. And the first time I saw one in person was at Jace and it just sold it for me. I was like, I definitely need to get one of those. And okay. if I was even excited about the, you know, the little, the little arm that the piece of plastic you can put down to grab a panel. Those are nice too. Just mm-hmm. the little one, one and a half foot long plastic with a little hook on it. Those make a big difference too. And I've, I've had one of those for a long time in the shop, but this is a great improvement. Oh, yeah. so I'm excited about those. I kind of want to have two, to be honest with you. I could see it being nice. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, that was a good choice. Good choice. Sedge, do you want to go next? Yep. Um, did a video on Sedge Tool about probably six, seven months ago. Uh, I had wanted to do this forever, and I just kept saying, yeah, yeah, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. And I've been wanting to do it probably for about 20 years, and I finally did it. Um, I took a step drill. And I brought it into all the my dog holes on my Veritas workbench, my big Euro- European bench. And I drilled them out to 20 millimeter. And I brought it down. I showed in the video how to do that. Because I've always wanted to use my clamping elements in there. Because, I, you know, the clamping elements that Festool makes, I love those mm-hmm. things. Okay. And I lock stuff down. But the, um, the height of it is three quarters. So um, you guys know how I'm from TSO. And when he was over in the shop about six, seven years ago, I was shooting a general BS with him. Maybe it was not that long ago. And uh, I said, I w- I'd like to see a planing stop. And he they built it with the knobs up top. So I said, okay, that's pretty cool. Uh, but it was a, still a little thick. It was less than three quarter. So I'm over at uh, Bent Tools uh, house. And uh, they came out with a TDS 13s. And, um, with the UJK reamer, uh, you know how you can take it down and it chamfers the MFT holes. Well, I did that all, all my, all the holes on my Veritas bench. So I ended up getting those, and this is the tool. Um, I'm a bench fanatic. I'm a workbench fanatic. And I've always used planing stops. Those TDS 13 planing stops or work stops, they call them. I have one on my Envice. And they live on my European bench. I'll be doing a video about it because I'm so enamored by these things because they work perfectly. So the thing I'll tell you, um, at TSO, they have all kinds of different accessories that fit in 20 millimeter dog holes. And I've been experimenting with a lot of different things. But I'm going to tell you what. I saw that, Jason, you did the video on that UJK Rima for Christmas time. And I used yours, but now I own one of those too. But the tool that I like is the bench stops, the TDS-13s. They've changed the way I work on my Veritas bench. But I also use them all the time in um, uh, my MFT-3s. So that's kind of changing. I know I, I consider a workbench a tool, like I consider the MFT-3 a tool. Um, and it's amazing. I get all kinds of ideas now that are flooding my head 
that I just keep writing down about, I'm going to be tricking out my MFT really hard. I'm going to be doing some stuff. Like I'm going to be building some stuff for it. It's pretty cool. So I, I'm just a workbench fanatic and those just have changed the way I work, whether I'm hand planing or just locking stuff down to sand or whatever. So Jason. Well, I got, I have not used this yet. It's still in the box actually, but I'm intrigued and interested uh, in using it. I got a UJK, um, which is a brand that I've always been interested in their products. Uh, but they're primarily based out of the UK. Um, still, I think before you, it's probably pretty easy. You could get the stuff here through Axminster Tool, I believe is the mm-hmm. is the company. Um, and but uh, TSO Products sells a bunch of UJK stuff, and so I've been getting some more UJK products in the shop recently. Some things that I I think I would be interested in, and one of them is the dovetail jig. Because they have a relatively small dovetail jig, uh, UJK makes, and I probably won't get an opportunity. I definitely won't get an opportunity this week or next week, but um, just because of the traveling. But after that, I want to run some tests with it and just give it a shot and see see how it works. And they come. You can get different guide bushings uh, huh. for I was different routers. That you got that. Mm-hmm. Wow, I was looking at that. That's cool. I've got the, they sent me the the bushing for the 1010 and the 1400. They make bushings for both of those. So, um, yeah, I'm going to dabble with that a little bit. I do have the festival one, you know, Sedge, the one that Rick gave me. Mm-hmm. Um, the 600 That's yeah, what I got. That, that thing is huge. And man, there are just so many pieces to that. Like, I would not even attempt to learn that until I go over it with you or something because mm-hmm. there's a lot. I mean, that, that's a big uh, dovetail jig for sure, but obviously it gives you the capabilities of doing much wider panels, which is nice. But there's, I just have a bunch of templates and the jig and some router bits, but there's no instructions, nothing. So I've got quite a bit of research I need to do on that, but I'm interested to see if the UJK one's fairly easy to use. Research, Sedge, come over here and show me how to yeah. use this. <laughs> Please show me how to use this. Um <laughs> But yeah, I just think that's a cool, I mean, granted, I have the anchor router table and the anchor router table can do all mm-hmm. that stuff fairly easily, but I think a, a, uh, smaller dovetail jig, which is fairly reasonably priced. I want to say it was like 330 bucks somewhere around that's there. It. That's it. Yeah. I, I may be wrong. I, I'll look it up while, um, while one, one of you guys, if you guys want to give another one, but yeah, I'm excited to try that out. doesn't look like it's huge. Um, but yeah. UJK dovetail jig. It'll be pretty cool. This episode is brought to you by TSO UJK and Grabo. And Grabo. Okay. Hey, Grabo. And whatever else Ronnie's about to say. We'll yeah. do one more each. I've got one more I'm excited to ooh, talk about. Ooh, okay. Ronnie? I can't talk about the other <laughs> I have something else I've been playing a lot with, but I can't share yet. I'm excited Ooh. about it it's in the it's in the family room right now which my wife is so excited about that <laughs> but you know when you get a new tool you have to set it up in your family room because it's you're in the oh. you know you know you just you get to Do play around with it, with it. You, you get to play around with it you know and everything when it's in the family room 
Well, uh, remember, Ronnie, this podcast is uh, made available to patrons starting on Friday the 13th. Ronnie, you could talk about it. In a really? Yes, yeah. you can. The official announcement will come uh, the day before the patrons. That's get right, because they said Wednesday's the first day that's safe, and this is going to come out then. Okay, all right, then, cool. Well, and then there isn't a one. Let me take the back the grabo. <laughs> it is the battery-powered Apex and Dust Collector. Mm-hmm. And I have been, I, when we were talking about what we did this weekend, I mean, when it came in, first off, you know, Cameron, I spent some time unboxing it. I went to the recycling center today and my entire van was filled with cardboard. You know, it's a lot of cardboard. Um, but setting that up, getting it dialed in, figuring out what this, what this knob does, what this one, you know, on the stand, especially finding little tricks and little things. I, I have just been really spending a lot of time with it. Um, because I didn't, I, I've never had the stand for the other Capex. I've always used a MFT. So I, I think I spend a little more time than others would on that part. Um, I was super excited about the, the extension wings, the, the wings on each size, is that what they're called? Wings. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Extensions. Didn't even know that they extended one more time out. And it was just like, oh, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I know people who have been using those extensions, Ronnie, for six years. And I show them, they go. And I, I know it's like looking at the deer in the headlight. I go, you didn't know that was there. How long you had them? Five years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I, the first time I set them up at the shop, then I brought it home to show, I always show, um, Kelly and Madison cause they are so excited about tools. So I go through all the trouble of getting it home, setting it up where Kelly's like, why do you have that in here? Because I want to show it to them. But every time I set it up, I kept looking at this knob on the back of those extension wings. I was like, what does this black knob do? What does yeah. it do? It's got to do something. <laughs> and then finally, I was standing there. I was on the phone. I saw it. I was like, does that pull out? Ooh, it does. <laughs> so I had to set it up fully extended in our family room from one side of the room to the other. And she was like, are you going to leave that in here all weekend? I'm like, probably I am. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> so uh, we, um, Madison's boyfriend came over and she was like, oh, dad, you're not going to go. And he's like, what is that? And we, I, I took him through the whole thing. He was, uh, he was really impressed with it. Um, so I'm pretty excited about it. There's not a lot of tools that you get really excited about, but this, this one, you know, as far as the performance of it, I'm familiar with just from being at the show for two days in Rhode Island, I'm familiar with the, the performance of it. It's more about, um, the portability and, and what it's capable of doing that I'm excited about. It's going to live in my van and I don't have to take my big Capex out all the time and pack it. So I'm excited about it. Yeah. Way cool. Excited to use it too. Said I got another one. Uh, I did until he. I got excited hearing about the Capex again. So, oh, I got some new tools in my shop from Festool that aren't coming out till next year, but I can't talk oh, about those. You got to one up me now. <laughs> hey, I got I got the new Festool van that's coming out. The battery powered van. Oh, yeah, way cool. <laughs> That's not coming out for four years. <laughs> well, I did a video on it. Uh, you can see it, but I uh, I didn't believe it. It would work. Uh, Mike Taylor sent me that AccuBur to put burrs on. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to tell you, sometimes you see something. I saw it first on um, on Lost Art Press blog. Uh, Christopher Schwartz did a thing on it, and he says you can get it here. And I went, really? And 
okay. I said, I put it in the back of my head. I go, yeah, I'm going to try that. And then I met Mike Taylor and he sent it to me and I did a video on it and it's the real deal. Anybody can do it. Anybody can put a burr perfectly. First time, if you've never used the CAD scraper, you can do it. And I think the settings are uh, 5, 10, and 15 degree. And I used a 10 and it's, it's that little groove and, that, and it's a, and I, I will tell people with burnishers, I've had a lot of them. Don't ever go to high speed steel, always get a carbide. And that's what I had. I had this piece of carbide that I got off of a, a wood forum from some guy in Michigan that came in an envelope. I, I bought another one cause I was, I loved it. And, uh, I would tell everybody get carbide and this is all carbide, but it's grooved and it's very slight. So instead of pulling the steel, hooking this, um, pulling steel, rolling the steel and hooking the steel, which is hard to do sometimes it does it all in one pass and it's a couple passes, not a lot of, uh, effort to it. And it's better than what I used to be able to get doing it. And I've been burring, uh, CAD scrapers for forever. I'm really, really, really impressed. So I did a video on it. I had to. Yeah, Mike called me up and he said, geez, I'm criminy. You get a lot of response from that. So it was pretty cool. I've always had to buy a new card scraper when it stopped working. Yeah. Ronnie, ne next time you're up here, man, I'll do all <laughs> your scrapers. I'll break, I'll break them up. If you could show Cameron and I both, I, I mean, I have that one, I showed you that Woodsmith jig that works pretty good, but it's yeah. not as good as when they're new. I've yeah. never been able to match a new burr. So I buy the really nice ones that are, you know, pre-done mm -hmm. and they last for a long time, but they get dull. Mm -hmm. I've just never been able to nail that. Is the only thing with carbide, um, I just did a video on those Bormax bits versus the Freud bits this past weekend. And I'll tell you, you got to be careful with carbide. You drop it. It's going to, it's, it's wicked brittle. So you just yeah, like be careful with it. Just like that Conturo, um, little yeah. square. That's why it's on a green string, green string. Yeah. Cause you wanna, some guy said, oh, this is, and he looked at me, he, in the training room and he went, he dropped it right in front of me. He goes, oh, it does shatter. Why do people do that? Yeah. Like they want to test it. So I charged them another uh, hundred bucks with the class. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> Jason, do you have another tool? I have one more. <laughs> and I'll make it quick just because I know we're running out of time. And I actually want to talk to you guys about something before I get off tonight. But outside of the recording, uh, mine is the Conturo MFT. Oh yeah. Yeah, I got I got one in the shop now. Um and hopefully I'll be using it tomorrow. I don't know. I may have to do some filming tomorrow before I head out of town. Um but is it on the doors? Are you gonna use is that what you're using it on? Yeah. Doors. Yeah. Yeah, because I actually cut all of these panels. I did it the way I typically wouldn't do it. Um I actually cut all my panels to size this time first because I knew I had the table. Um, typically, I would have done all the long edges and the cross-cut everything. Um, but because I wanted to make sure that all of that stock remained flat instead of leaning up against my wall, um, I, I cut them right away. So now I'm going to use the, the Contouro table to do all the edge banding. And what I'll do this time is I'll edge band all the sides, both sides of every drawer front and every door, set them all off to the side, trim all of those, 
then I'll go back and do the tops and bottoms, set them all off to the side, trim all of them. That way you won't see your end grain, the end right. of the bat. From, from above, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I hope I have enough uh, edge banding left. Ryan was supposed to send me the leftover from US uh, or from ALC. And you do it opposite when you do doors on uppers. You do no, tops yeah. and bottoms and you do your side second. Because you don't want to look at that little yeah. hairline. You get spotted a mile away. Luckily, the upper cabinet doors that I'm doing on the upper cabinet on the left side of the built-in will have glass doors. So I'm going to do shakers, shaker style, but it'll be a glass panel. Maybe plexiglass. I don't know. Just something clear. So you can You're going to rabbit it in? Yeah. Yep. Smart. Yeah, my, my top drawers on the one, if I ever make them, um, I just use the same size, and I'm just going to go back and put... I usually use plexiglass because I like cutting it. I don't want to deal with glass. Yeah. I can tell the difference. Yeah. It's pricey stuff, though. When you go, you're always, it's always shocking what it is when you go buy a sheet of that, just a small yep. sheet even. Yeah. It yep. keeps going up. It's a plastic product, so it went up a lot in the last few years. Well, cool. I know I threw a, a, a monkey wrench into our uh, plan tonight, but I think we were having such good conversation otherwise that I didn't want to like rush through the other one. So mm. I think it's a good topic to talk about a little bit longer probably a little bit more deliberate instead of me telling you guys two hours before we start the podcast. <laughs> no, I but, think that was good. I think we were all needed to kind of catch up. We haven't talked in a while. Um, yeah. So that worked out. Ink. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Feels like it's been longer. Long, long, so. <laughs> <laughs> when do you start doing every other day podcast? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> well, everybody, uh, thank you for listening to episode 82. If you guys want your chance to win one of the two $200 gift cards for US tool and fastener. Be sure to visit greenshooterspodcast.com and enter for your chance to win. That's going to do it for us tonight. I have some Ooh. very important questions to ask my fellow podcast hosts. So we will see you all next week. Later. Thank you for listening. See ya. Bye.